Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. ...with our brand new series titled Learn, Live, and Give. Everybody say Learn, Live, and Give. Learn, Live, and Give is the complete growth cycle for a Christian. Okay? How do you grow as a Christian? You learn it from Jesus, you live it for Jesus, and then you give for Jesus. No matter what age you are, no matter how long you've been serving the Lord, what position, what role you play in life, God wants each of us to be on this continual journey of learning and changing and growing. How many feel like you've got some more growing to do in God? Amen? And in life, amen? This is the journey that we should all be on. And honestly, as your pastor in both places, my biggest desire is that you would experience and have personal clarity on how you grow in Christ. You see, because if you can grow in the Lord, if you could be on the learn, live, and give journey, you will absolutely become. You will be transformed. You will see. And by the way, that was a good time to say amen. Somebody in Chicago say amen. All right? You will absolutely become if you learn how. Remember, learn, live, and give is literally Jesus' prescribed pathway for our lives. Next week, we're going to actually lay out some verses to talk about the learn, live, and give journey. Today, we're going to focus primarily on learning, but intuitively, everybody understands the learn, live, and give journey. Quick, quick example. So um, I like to cook, and um, all of us have, well, hopefully, you get a cookbook out, you find a recipe, you read the recipe, and you try to do it. That's the learning part. It wasn't your recipe. No matter how good it turns out, you learn how to do that, right? So you learn the recipe, and then you actually cook it, and after you cook it, you eat it. So learn is discovering the recipe. Uh, live is the actual practice of making that particular dish, and then eat it, and then you eat it, and that's part of the living. And then for some of us, if we're not stingy, we actually share the dish, Right? Learn, live, and give. Everybody say learn, live, and give. So this is the way it is. Let me give you another quick example. For example, you can be, be, become a historian on World War II, or you could be, become a historian on some of the recent wars, and, and you can learn everything about it, but never be a soldier. Okay, so you can know a lot about that, and there's merit to that, and, there's a, and that can be very helpful. But how many know we esteem the highest honor to our veterans? You know why? Because they actually put the uniform on, and they went out to war, and they defended our nation. They fought for our kids. They fought for our freedom. Any, any veterans in the house? I'm just curious. Anybody here a veteran in the house? Come on, raise your hand nice and high. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you. Thank you. It is right for us to honor them because they've done something. They've actually lived it. 
They gave their lives. They've done something that none of us have done. So in learn, live, and give, it's not just learning about it. It's actually living it. Jesus wants us to experience powerful, amazing things about who he is and about how he wants to use us. You learn it first, then you live it, and then lastly, we give it away. So sometimes in the world, we learn and we live, but as children of the Most High God, how we know he adds Give because Jesus is the greatest giver in all the universe. Now, look, today's the intro of the series, so I got to kind of unpack this for all of us. And I need to say a couple things about learning, especially when you're speaking to adults about learning. Adults can get sort of mixed up about this. And how many know, even if you're an adult, you should always keep learning, changing, and growing. When we stop learning, we're literally halting our growth process, which dramatically affects our lives. We're actually, as a Christian, when you stop learning, you're halting your walk with Jesus. And I'm going to prove that in a moment. But I want to start by putting up this quote by Mortimer Adler. Listen to this. There's a big difference between the learning of a child and the learning of an adult. Children learn skills. Adults learn wisdom. It's perfectly all right for a school child to say, I have finished with my schooling. But, it is, but is it all right for an adult to say, I have finished with adult learning unless he's also willing to say, I am done with my life. He says a few other things, and then he says, to live is to grow, and as soon as we stop growing, we begin to die. So when we stop learning, then the mind also ceases to grow and begins to die. It begins to atrophy just the way the body does. When we stop learning, look, if you stop working out, if you're used to work out, you stop working out, your muscles start to shrink. If you, I hurt my shoulder once and I, I, I got put in a, a sling, I had surgery, and I remember the first time when they took the sling off and I went to the, to the baseball field, I used to play baseball, when the guys saw me, they all started laughing at me because I shriveled up. I got so skinny, all of my strength was gone because when you don't use it, you lose it. Same thing is with your spirit and the same thing is with our minds. And so we need to know we live in a very self-directed learning kind of world and we, we think that we could do it all on our own. But the truth of the matter is, is that the right teacher, everybody say the right teacher, the right teacher makes all the difference, okay? Because you can learn some whacked out things from people. Haven't you learned that? We can learn some really crazy things from people, and it's not necessarily right. It could be in baseball. It could be in schooling. You could hear kind of crazy history that's not accurate, and you can learn a lot of things about life that are not right. So the right teacher makes all the difference. And what I want to tell you is that Jesus is the right teacher. And here's what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 11, 28. And listen, whenever you read the Bible, read it as if Jesus is talking specifically to you. 
because that's exactly what he's doing. Amen? So he says, come to me, all of you who are tired from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you, everyone, rest. Okay, this is an interactive kind of exercise, all right? So let's join in together. Let's be dialed in, right? And I will give you, everyone, All right, I think I hear you in Chicago. So he says, here's what Jesus says. He says, take my yoke and put it on you. And three words together, learn from me. That's the invitation. Jesus is the best teacher, and Jesus invites us to learn from him. He says, because I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest. You will find rest. In the Lord's learning journey, some of us don't think about this, but we are all seeking rest. In the Lord's learning journey, that's when we find rest. And here's what he says. For the yoke I will give you is easy, and the load I will put on you is light. And so here Jesus is literally inviting us into this journey that is spiritual, mental, and emotional. We're living in a day where people battle with discouragement, with depression. We have a world that's filled with trauma, with hardship. We have a world that is plagued by fatherlessness. The number one issue of our nation is the issue of fatherlessness. How many are thankful that we actually have a heavenly father who is always there? Hallelujah. And where our earthly fathers fail us, Jesus wants to come along and lead us and guide us and teach us the things that we never knew. And notice what Jesus says. And I'm going to pray in a moment, then I'll unpack this quickly. But notice what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. And here's what he says. He says, I'm humble and gentle. Why does he say that? He's saying, don't be afraid. I know where you are. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm here to help you. I'm not going to bruise you. I'm not going to take advantage of you. I'm going to help you grow. And I know how difficult and how scary it could be sometimes to really grow. But learn from me. Because I'm gentle, and in the end, I will give you rest. Anybody here want rest? So look, let's just, I know I prayed, but just for a moment, I want to pray that God would help us to receive the word of the Lord. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Your word is light and life. And Lord, I ask that you would take the next few moments and that you would speak directly to us in Chicago, in Philadelphia. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our, God, I pray that you and the Holy Spirit is the only one who can do this, but you can tailor, make this message for each person. Even though certain words come out of my mouth, but you could apply it according to your light and your wisdom and your truth and your power. Apply it to every heart, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we're ready for rest, And we're ready to receive. And everyone said, 
Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the right teacher, and Jesus is saying, I'm gentle and humble. Let me be your teacher. What an incredible invitation. Let me be your teacher. So very quickly, and then we're going to get into the application of this text. I need to say, number one, there are two levels of learning. There's a lot more. I'm just generalizing. There are two levels of learning. Um, The first level of learning is what I call talent development. And when it comes to talent development, I want to give you something to start the, the, the beginning of the year. I call it the power of 20 minutes. If you apply 20 minutes to learning any type of skill... Right, I'm telling you right now, you do it four or five times a week, 20 minutes. Read about it, try it, practice it. It could be uh, drawing, it could be cooking, it could be, you work out for 20 minutes, three times a week. I'm telling you right now, in four months, you will be really different. Come on, somebody say amen. (laughs) Basa, right? So it's the truth. Whatever it is, 20 minutes, the power of 20 minutes, you can learn anything, and if you will just apply yourself from a perspective of talents, even talents that you don't have, you'll be shocked because of how you've been created by God. You'll be shocked at how you can grow and how you can learn and and excel. I want to give you a quick example. So as I told you, years ago, I got into cooking after 20 years of never stepping into the kitchen. Why are you laughing about that? Come on. So 20, never stepping into the kitchen. One day I said to Chrissy, Chris, I want to learn six meals this year. And I started to cook and, and I started to get tools and books and I started to make. And so anyway, in that process, I got a book once and I learned how to make a loaf of bread. Here it is. I got a loaf of bread. Come on. Come on. Very good. Okay, here's what you don't know. Here's what Chrissy knows, and here's what I know. You see that right there? Amateur. Okay, I've made it. Every time I make bread, it's different. Okay, sometimes it lacks salt. Sometimes it lacks yeast. Sometimes it's this. You know why? Because this is the most simplest step one of making bread. It looks pretty good. You know, I have a lot of pictures that I threw out, (laughs) right? But this, honestly, the truth of the matter is this is amateur. Now I want to show you another picture, okay? Now, now, this right here is the real deal. I actually tasted one of these a couple of times, but there's a brother in our church. His name is Mike. Mike, in my mind, is like a master bread maker. So he doesn't know just the basics. He knows, he knows about yeast. He understands fermentation. He understands about leaven. And he understands about all of these things that I have only read about. I never did it. Okay? Now, if I... Is Mike here? Where's Mike? He's in the back someplace. Mike, where are you? Come on. Oh, he's serving? See, look at this brother. It's unbelievable. Come on. Let's give a hand to Mike right now. So listen, if I went to Mike's house three times a week and I spent 20 or 30 minutes with him, I can get close. He can teach me 
There's an art to this, and I'm telling you right now, he, he's like a pro baker. He could work at any bakery. You know, if he went and showed him his wares, he's going to get a job because he's that good. He's become like an expert. Now, here's the interesting thing. His son's name is Gabe. Gabe is what, 13, 12? Gabe is 13. Gabe has been with his dad. Gabe actually makes bread, and Gabe is miles and miles ahead of me in bread making, why? It's because of who his father is and because of who his teacher is. How many know the teacher is everything? Right? So listen, when you make the heavenly father your teacher, everything changes. You understand? 13 years old, 56 years old. You see, God knows the shortcut. God has the wisdom. God has the power, the understanding. Why not tap into that kind of teaching? Anybody want that kind of year? Hallelujah. Imagine the kind of year that you could have in Chicago. Imagine the kind of year that you could have in your marriage, in your thought life, in your professional life. Imagine the kind of year that you could have if you just let Jesus be your teacher. Amazing. He, he knows, he's the alpha and the omega. He knows the beginning from the end. So one of the things that we need to know, first of all, and Jesus will help you even develop your talents. If you pray, God, help me with this, these rice and beans, he'll help you. He'll bless your rice and beans. You know, help me on my job. He'll help you on the job. Whatever it is that you're doing, even from a talent perspective, he will help you. He's the friend that sits closer than a brother. So that's the first level is I call talent de development. The second level is the level of character development. Everyone say character development. Character development is different from talent development. Our world focuses on talent development. You see, because people, if they're good, they can get praise. But you can be good at a lot of stuff, but not be privately healthy. You can be successful at a lot of stuff, but on the inside be all jacked up. That's not God's will for our lives. In order to become someone who really steps into rest, you could have all the money in the world and have no rest. Okay, because the way you find rest is that Jesus has to help and shape our character. Your character is your identity. It's who you are. And when you think about character development, it's not the power of 20 minutes. It's the power, I'm going to use this lightly, it's more like the power of 20 journeys with Jesus. In other words, take a certain part of your life that you know that God wants to grow and think about 20 sessions with Jesus and Jesus grows us and then he teaches us something else. But it's a journey. It's not a one-time thing. It's not reading the book. It's Jesus who is the friend that sits closer than a brother. And here's the, here's the key. Here's what you need to know. Okay, you may want your dreams, God to bless your dreams. You may want God to bless your career, bless your bank account, and all of that. And he is able and willing to do that. However, character development is the Lord's top priority for personal growth. He wants to grow us. He wants to grow your identity 
in him. And the more you're with him, the more you become like him. How many would say amen? Okay. So all of that is the foundation for us to apply this text. I have two things that I want to focus on. This is what we need to learn from Jesus. First of all, the first thing we, have to, we need if we really want to learn from Jesus in 2023 is we need faith to put on the yoke. We need faith to put on the yoke. Now, I'm from Brooklyn, and so I never even heard of a yoke. When they say yoke someone, it was you grab them by the neck. So, and that's not what that means, okay? So here's what a yoke is. Okay, yoke is this wooden thing that is placed on animals, okay? And that yoke is the instrument that the master of the animals uses to lead and guide them and to get them to do what he wants. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, he was saying, take my yoke upon you. Now, I've got great news. His yoke doesn't look like that. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do we do we have that? So I got to, here's what a, a yoke is, is a lot more like. A yoke is a lot more like a life vest. Okay? Got to get this thing on. Okay? Everybody say life vest. Okay? You know what the purpose of a life vest is? It's to preserve your... Very good. So notice that a life vest is light. If a life vest was heavy, you get in the water and you sink. A life vest is light. A life vest doesn't hurt your shoulders. Okay? A life vest doesn't crush you. And what Jesus is saying is put on my yoke. When Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, what Jesus is saying is let me put a life vest on you. What if Jesus put a life vest on you? Oh, I should have spread this one. See, this is talking about a different exercise uh, issue, okay? What if Jesus said, put on my life vest? What Jesus is saying in 2023 is that let put on my yoke, and my yoke will be like a life vest to you. The purpose is not to hurt you. The purpose is to help you. How many know Jesus wants to help us? How many believe that today? A life vest is, is what God uses, okay, because it's, a, it's still a leading instrument. Listen, a life vest is what God uses to take you from your trauma, okay, from depression, from a, a hardship, from bitterness, from anger, from maybe, maybe you battle with anger or, or maybe you, you, you can't forgive people or maybe, maybe you don't like other, other types of people. What the yoke does is the yoke is Jesus' instrument for guiding you. The animals are guided with this heavy yoke, but Jesus wants to guide us with this light yoke. His yoke is everyone. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to help you. 
He wants to guide you, but you have to put the yoke on knowing that it's an easy yoke. It's not a hard yoke. It's an easy yoke. Now, here's my question, right? If, if, the, if this is meant to develop us and grow us and help us, why is it that people don't like to put on the yoke? Okay? The reason people don't like to put on the yoke, there's a British comedian who, you know, I'm going to leave this right here. There's a British comedian who answered this question. Look at what John Cleese said. He said, the trouble is that most people want to be right. The very best people, however, want to know if they're right. Anybody here, do you want to be right or do you want to know if you're right? If you want to know if you're, if you're right, then you've got to let the master teacher lead and guide your life. How many know that Jesus is the way, just come on, say it with me, the truth and the life? You see? But he says, learn from me. Imagine in 2023, I want you to wake up and think about Jesus, your teacher, he wants, he wants you to put the yoke on and he wants to guide you through the day. So the first thing is it takes faith to put on the yoke. A lot of people love to be in charge of their own lives and we don't want the yoke, but we need to put on the yoke. Everybody say put on the yoke. The second thing, and this is where it really gets to the nitty gritty, we have to learn how to surrender in the yoke moments. Everybody say yoke moments. So when you leave here today, the thing I want you to remember the most is the phrase yoke moments. Okay? The way to apply the word of God and always try to figure out how to apply the word of God. When you go to apply the word of God, I'm telling you right now, there are certain key things. The application of today's message is based on yoke moments. Everybody say yoke moments. Okay, so here's, here's what this means. I'm going to put up a chart that explains yoke moments. And I'm going to tell you like this, yoke moments are crossroad moments that you and I have almost on a daily basis, okay? Crossroad moments. You know when you come to a crossroad? You know when you come to the corner? You can go left. You can go right. You can go straight. It's a crossroad. There's different things that you have all of these options. Yoke moments are kingdom, personal, spiritual, mental, emotional, life-predicting, life-impacting crossroads moments. And I want to lay it out for you here. You see, all of us, let's say, everybody say, that's me. So all of us, we wake up in the morning, right? And by the way, this, this chart is going to be available. I can't unpack all of it. I need like an hour for it. But you can see it, and I want you to revisit this chart so that you could think about your life. So you could examine your emotions, examine your thought patterns, examine how you're looking at things and processing things. Put yourself through the learning process. So look, there are crossroad moments. And, you, and it's, let's put it right here. You wake up tomorrow. You go home today. You and I have a choice. We will put on the yoke or we won't put it on. And here's the essence, here are the defining factors. When you put on the yoke, 
you are motivated by faith and you decide that you're going to, you have a disposition of I'm gonna yield to God's process in my life, okay? And so you put on the yoke, you throw the yoke on right here and when you throw the yoke on, Jesus says, I'm taking you into a growth opportunity. What kind of growth? It all begins with character development. And what that means is, I'm gonna take you on a journey in 2023. This is what he's always doing. I'm gonna take you on a journey in 2023 where I'm going to develop your character and make you more like me. Anybody here wanna become more like Jesus? So he says, but look, you just got to let me lead you because when you get here, you might think it's difficult because I'm going to make you face yourself. They could send me a keyboard player. I'm going to make you face yourself. I'm going to make you face things that are difficult for you. I'm going to make you face things that you may not want to face. you rather just bury. But the more we bury things, how many know the more they creep up and keep attacking us and, and pulling us down? But I'm going to get you free. I'm going to do something in this place, brothers and sisters. Initially a place of pain. Sometimes, I don't want to face that again. I don't want to deal with that, Lord. Why do we have to talk about that? How many have found that sometimes Jesus wants to talk about things we don't want to talk about? But what Jesus wants to talk about is a growth opportunity. Everyone say growth opportunity. Now look, a current psychologist, his name is Jordan Peterson. He calls this place, the place of potential pain for you, the place of fear, the place of doubt, the place that you rather avoid, but you know, every time I avoid that, I just stay weak. I never get strong. Areas where God wants us to become more than conquerors, that area, he calls this the fog. And a lot of people choose to run from the fog. Like, no, I don't want to go there. You know, hey, don't go there. Why you got to bring that up? I don't want to talk about that. I want to avoid that. That thing that happened to me when I was eight years old, I don't want to talk about that. No, but Jesus is like, I love you. What do you mean? I love you. I can't heal you unless we go there. You know, when I was a kid, I uh, had a dog that I used to play with all the time. He had a lot of hair. And one day, I just, I can't believe I did this. Some people in Chicago have probably heard this story, but I was playing with him and I got this big rubber band and um, I put the rubber band on the dog, just playing with him, innocent. Well, guess what? My mother called me, something happened. I forgot. I forgot about the rubber band. And when I forgot the rubber band, Little by little, kept going deep, 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 deep. And one day, my dog is laying on the floor, and there's like blood marks all over the floor. And I, there were all of these blood stains, and the rubber band got down to his neck, and it cut him from here to here. I'll never forget this. I mean, I'm a little boy. I'm like going out of my mind because I know I did this to him, right? And I remember... When we were trying, my mom 
was pouring peroxide. You ever have peroxide poured on a moon? She's pouring iodine. Anybody, don't you love when the doctor pours iodine on your wound? And then the, the, the I don't want to gross you out, but the rubber band stuck inside. And so I, I literally watched my mom have to pull it off, and I'm trying to hold him. And here's what, his name was Speedy. Here's what Speedy was doing. He knew we loved him, but every time we would touch his wound, he would growl at us and show us his teeth. But he couldn't bring himself to bite us. So he shows his teeth. He would growl like he was like, yo, don't you dare touch me. He would almost bite him, but then he would not do it. And finally, through that process, we got the rubber band out of his neck, and he finally healed. And I mean, I was mortified by it. But guess what? If we don't touch him, we couldn't heal him. Okay, if he doesn't touch you, if he doesn't touch the difficult place, the hard place, Guess what? He can't heal you. And that's where the growth opportunities are. Now watch this. After the growth opportunity comes personal transformation. You come out stronger, better, healthier, changed. Like there's all of these amazing things that you came through and you're like, I thought I would never come through. You're like, oh, snap. And then the result is everyone divine rest. Now, in the same way that you can put on the yoke and say yes, you can also say no. At the crossroads, everybody say yoke moments. I'm telling you right now, if you just could have an honest moment with yourself, I'm telling you right now, in the last 10 days, you probably have had at least five yoke moments. Moments where Jesus is trying to grow you. Moments where Jesus is trying to lead you and change you and transform you and bring you into rest. But here's what happens. When we are motivated by self-protection, like we have to protect ourselves from Jesus, which everybody knows we don't. What we do is we pull away from the leading of God. We pull towards safety. I've watched this in the last two years. When, when COVID hit and everybody went crazy, I've watched this happen dozens and dozens and dozens of times. People have turned their lives upside down and what are they doing? They're pulling towards safety. So now, instead of growth opportunities, we have self-created opportunities, okay? And it could look good. It's like, hey, let's move here, let's do this, let's do that. And it could look good, it could feel good in the short run. And then when, and if it goes well, you can move towards self-created. Everybody say self-created. Everyone, you can move from a self-created opportunity and actually experience earthly validation. Where people say, great job. Look at what you did. You got the money. You got the promotion. You got the this. You got the that. But in the end, you have counterfeit peace. Because there is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. Jesus is the only one who can give us peace deep down in our soul. There's no experience, no pleasure that will ultimately deliver the rest that only Christ can. So I want to give you two quick examples, maybe three, and we're going to close. Okay? So about a year and a half ago, I gave the example of John Green. John Green is the award-winning author of The Fault in Our Stars. 
And um, anybody seen this book? This number one time, uh, number one New York Times bestseller. Real quickly. So when he was in his early 20s, he was called to the ministry. And one of his first assignments was to go to a hospital. When he gets to the hospital, there's a baby there that was a burn victim. And the child was burned so horribly that he could not manage or handle the, the tragedy and the suffering. And after that, he decided that he had to leave the ministry. He started to doubt God. He said, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I just can't take this. And for years and years, he wondered about this boy. But here's what he said. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I can write, so I'm going to start writing. And he becomes this award-winning author. Now, this is by his own testimony. You could go on the web. I'm not dissing him. I'm not putting him down. This is his own testimony. So fast forward 18 years later, he's talking. He's got everything. He's achieved it all. He's, he's got the brass or the golden or whatever. He's got it all. And he's never stopped struggling with depression. And part of the reason why he stops, he's never stopped struggling with depression is because he walked away towards self-protection and he's never found rest. Now, here's the interesting thing. In this kind of uh, uh, podcast that I heard, in this podcast I heard, it turns out that they actually join him with the burn victim. The burn victim is now about 22 years old. And guess what? The burn victim is a Christian. And he's in Bible school. And he says, you know what? We haven't talked all of these years. I'm glad that we get to talk. He said, but can I tell you what happened? I got burned. My family never thought about God. But after I got burned, my mom, my dad, everybody started serving God. And you know what? Even though I have these scars, I'm good. I feel called to the ministry. And you know what? I'm going to be praying for you, John. Because how many know Jesus can redeem our suffering? He can take the worst things and turn them into the best things. Anybody here believe that? I'm telling you right now, only Jesus can take the worst things in your life and turn them into the best things. But you got to put on the yoke. You got to let him lead you and guide you. Put the, put the chart back up for a moment. Now, let me, let me give you two more. We're going to close in a moment. So look, let me give you another example real quickly. So uh, uh, there was a young man uh, a while ago. I was talking to a young man. And here's, he was acting out. I said, look, I love you. I want to help you. You have deep reasons for sadness. Because of your mom, because of your, you have deep, deep reasons for sadness. Your behavior, your attitude, it makes sense. I understand. But you're wrecking your relationships. You're wrecking your environment. Here's what I want to suggest. I want to suggest that you get some good godly Christian uh, counseling and that you walk through it. Jesus is going to help you. So finally, it took a lot, but he did it, right? So he, he did it. He started going here, right? Now, five or six months, everybody, please listen closely. I know that this is like deep, but listen. So look, he gets here. Five or six months later, I asked his wife. I said, hey, uh, how's this counseling going? You know what she said? She said, I have no idea. He's never discussed it once with me. Not once. And then I knew. He went here, and guess what he did? He jumped over here. 
you see, because he said, this is too hard for me to open up. How many know Jesus will have us open up to people? Jesus will have, our lives will look different. He'll teach us how to connect when we want to protect. So last, almost last example. So, okay, let's, let's put ourselves in this. Pastor Josh, come on up here. Take this side. So Pastor Josh is going to be, he gets to play Jesus. I get to play me. Thanks a lot, right? So, so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. All right, puts it on. Help, help me with it on, Josh. Okay, thanks, Jesus. Thank you. So this is tomorrow morning, by the way. But this is tonight. I'm telling you right now. The spirit of the living God will be a still small voice and he will whisper into your ear. He'll say, I love you. Put my yoke on. Okay, so you want me to put this on? Okay, where are we going? We're going to growth opportunity? Okay, could you tell me what it is? No, not that one. No, no, can we do something else? That one hurts too much. Can we start with one easier? I'll tell you what. Here you go, Jesus. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. Oh my goodness, look at this promotion I got. Look at how nice my car is. Look at all the money I've made. This is so good. There's only one problem. No rest. I'm telling you right now. In 2023, listen to me, everyone in Chicago and everyone in Philadelphia. Doesn't matter how smart you are, how gifted you are, how clever you are. In 2023, I'm telling you right now, don't run from the yoke. Because when you separate from the yoke, you separate from true rest. There's only one way to find rest. It's everybody say, put the yoke on. Okay, I'll close with this. If the singers could come. Listen. So this happened just recently. I got permission for this. One of our staff members kind of ministered. This is very recent. Under the power of the Holy Spirit, it was so anointed, completely blessed the whole church. So when I'm watching this, and this is the best thing about being a pastor. The best thing about being pastor is that you get this inside track to the transforming power of Christ. A lot of times, the greatest stories we never even tell because they're too delicate. You guys hear testimonies? You don't even hear anything compared to the greatest thing that he does because some things are too private for people. And those are the greatest things that we never tell those unless someone wants to share. But, but I, I, I can share this one. So listen, so incredible ministry to the church. And I'm thinking, I'm laughing saying, God, you are so good. Because when that staff member came for the first time to our church, for three or four months, they would sit in the worship service high out of their minds. Like, I mean, completely high on drugs, right? Self-medicating, all this. And, but little by little, his yoke is easy. His burden is like the gentle love of God coming closer and coming closer drawing near, helping. So they stopped taking drugs. They got in their right minds. 
They got solid. They started to serve God. Little by little, they started to grow. And as they started to grow, God started to bless and transform their life. They met someone in the church. They started dating. But by the way, I remember they started to get, when things, when the character development, there was a point in time when their character development was like, it was hot. It was hard. They were going to leave. And they were going to run it. And actually, there was someone who was actually playing a spiritual role but was not spiritual at all, saying, leave, leave, leave. And one of our pastors, it wasn't me, but one of our pastors was, you can't leave. You got to stay. You got to keep growing in the things of God. And, and this is a crossroads moment. You're not ready for that. That's, there's a con there. It looks good, but it's not good. Follow Jesus on this. And they did. They said, okay, I'm going to go the road of Christ. And little by little, they met someone. They married someone. They have children or a child. Now they're in full-time ministry ministering in powerful, powerful ways. Why? Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I'm telling you right now, 2023 is the year of learn, live, everybody, and give. But it all starts with putting the yoke on. Everybody say yoke moments. Yoke.